God, thank you for tonight. And I ask that as we just study your word, that you let the words just jump off, your spirit just jump off. Let us in our mind understand what you're saying, but even more than that, in our spirit, know what you're saying, how it impacts us today. We give you this time. If someone can open up to 1 Peter chapter 1 um, and read verses 14 through 16. Tell me when someone has it. We're going to read those those two verses, those three verses, 14, 15, and 16. If you have it, if you could read it. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. Mm -hmm. We just sang um, a song and it's, you know, how, how you love us, how he loves us. He loves us so, you know, I mean, he just, oh, how he loves us. And as I was um, praying over these three verses this week, and, and really doing a lot of studying on them and, and a lot of prayer this week on, on these verses. Um, I think that song is so fitting because He loves us. And, and there is, is nothing that you can do to make Him love you less. Can I, can I repeat that and can I say that again? There's nothing that you can do that will make God love you less. Do you know that? Like, do you really know that at, at the depths of that? Does that sit in with you? That He loves you so much. And and your actions, your actions aren't going to make God love you less. And as children of God, that's exciting. That's extremely exciting. And so, one one of the things that, this is kind of the aha that, that we want to talk about tonight in these three verses if you write it down, great. Or if you just hear it, great. But it's this. God is holy. God is holy. And His children are apart from evil desires. God is holy and His children are apart from evil desires. And we'll kind of explain that as we go through this. But I want us to look at these three verses. And, and I, man, I hope they can jump off the pages like they did for me and, and kind of land in, in your mind and in your heart because these are beautiful verses that I think will change the rest of our week if, if we let them. As I, as I read these verses, I'm going to read them all again and then I want to focus on some words. We'll start at the end and kind of make our way backwards. So here it is. Now, follow along if you, if you have your Bible open. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy, because I am holy. The first thing I, I kind of want to look at this is, is near the end, and it's I am holy. And so if, if you will, just underline that or, or take a note of that, those three words, I am holy. This is, this is Jesus speaking in, in this, in, in verse 16, it's the Old Testament being quoted here. And, and this is God saying, be holy because I am holy. What does holy mean? It means set apart. It means set apart from ordinary and defective stuff. 
It is set apart. And so when Jesus is saying, um, be holy because I am holy, what is he saying? I am holy. I am set apart. I'm set apart from anything ordinary. I'm set apart from anything that's defective in any sort of way. I am set apart and I am holy. And, and so if we take this and we look at when, when things are set apart, if we go to the end of that road, setting everything apart, the end of that road, as holy as you can get, there you find God. There you find God at the end of that road. He says, I am holy, I am set apart. And when you get to the end of that road, there is God. The most holy thing we can ever imagine, comprehend, anything. The Bible goes in depths to explain about how holy God is. He is the supreme. He is the ultimate. He is flawless. He is without error. And we looked at about a month or two ago, or maybe more than that. He is When we can't even describe who Jesus is, he says, I am, he is, Jesus is. He's the father of life and he is holy. When is the last time you really let that sink into your mind? When was the last time you really let it sink into your heart? If you're like me, you know what this has done as I've grown up and as I've matured in my faith? I knew that as a young Christian childlike faith Christian I knew that God was holy but then along my path of life even into this last week that's kind of like the given right and I kind of once I know that I've kind of put it in the back of my mind that God is holy we encounter a lot of people in a lot of different religions in this world and um, and, and go into colleges and workplaces and conversations that we have God is holy and one of the lies that, G, that, that Satan will tell us as we go about and we have these conversations uh, about different religions and all this stuff is they will start to um, second-guess the holiness of God. As Christians, if we ever waver on our thought or understanding about how holy God is and how He's set apart the ultimate supreme, the author of life, the creator of everything, if we ever waver on that and we ever say there could have been another way or, yeah, you know, it, it was a Bible, it, he, Jesus was a good teacher, um, He was this kind of... If we ever start wavering on how holy God is, we've lost the bottom line. Everything in our life should stem off of how holy God is. Does that sit in with you? Does that resonate with you? And so as, as I read this, be holy because I am holy. Thank God for how holy and set apart He is. Now I told you we were going to start kind of there and we're going to make our way backwards because where I want to jump from there is um, is called out. And that's in verse 15. So let's read it again. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. These words called out, as we've been going through First Peter, in the very beginning of First Peter, we talked about called out in, in verses 1 through 3, when, when Peter says, you're chosen and you are the elect. That, mean God, that means God has looked at you and he has chosen you. You are the elect. He's called you out. 
That means He's awakened us, each and every one of us. If we're a child of God, God has awakened us. He has called us. And what that means for us is His Spirit indwells in us. It fits perfectly inside us. It totally consumes us. And it becomes us. His Spirit, when we're a child of God and He has called us, becomes us. And if God is holy, what does that mean for His children? We're holy. If God is holy, and God is perfect, and He's the end of everything being set apart, He's the supreme, and as a child of God, He has chosen us, He has called us out. When He comes into us, we are holy. Have any of you ever been judged? Raise your hand. Yeah. Have any of you ever been condemned? Yeah. This is the aha. God is holy. And His children are apart from evil desires. When God comes into us, this makes us a child of God. And so let's go back to verse 14. As obedient children, I love that. We now know why we're obedient children. We know that we're children, right? Because God is holy. He's called us. He's come into us. We're holy. And as obedient children, do not conform. We're going to look at this word conform for a little bit. So if you want to underline this or take little notes on on this word right here. Do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. Conform. Don't line your life up with the lives, the lies of the evil desires that that Satan brings our way. If God is in us and, and we know what holiness is, it's kind of like this. If, if someone was to come to you and say, I, I have a cure um, for you and you can, li- you can be the most healthy person ever. All you have to do is drink soda every day for the rest of your life and get away from water. <laughs> How does that sound? Darian's all excited. It's just a joke. <laughs> Darian's all excited. Because you can drink soda every day and become healthy. Do we know this to be true? No. No. Sorry, Darian, you can't drink soda every day the rest of your life. Because we know, I mean, we just know factually that soda is not healthy. And so when someone was to come to us and say, if you drink soda every day for the rest of your life, you're going to become healthy, you're going to say, that's a lie. That's a lie. And if I act upon that lie, then I'm not going to be healthy. And there's going to be a lot of health problems that come up, right? Nurse, nursing school people? Right. Absolutely. It's not, it's not going to be good. I'm feeling judged and condemned. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Darian's feeling judged and condemned about drinking soda. <laughs> but the fact is this. We know, we have a knowledge that water is better than soda. So when the lies would come to us and say, drink the soda, it's better, we already know. 
Now we could choose to drink the soda every single day of our life. Where's that going to lead? We already know what the truth is. The truth is water is the better option. And so when we come across this word, do not conform, it says do not. That means you can conform if you choose to. It says do not conform. It says you can conform if you choose to. The evil desires that it talks about here are the lies that creep in to deceive us. And it's calling us to conform. Just like that person saying drinking soda, it's calling us to conform. When we know that water is better. I love when the Bible says this in multiple places. It says, before you is life and death. Choose life. You have the option. Jesus says, before you is life and death. Choose life. The person comes and says, drink soda every single day of your life. You can choose that. But why would you do that? You know that water is so much better. And as obedient children, we know truth. And we know what it means to be set apart and to be holy. His children, us, we have deep insight into truths. We have deep insight into truths. And it's a little unfair to the world around us because they don't have the deep insights into the truths that we do. So what doesn't make sense to the world, they don't speak the language of Jesus Christ. And we should consider it an honor that we have these understandings and the Holy Spirit in us teaching us how to be set apart. I want to read, um, uh, Darian gave me a commentary and I I really enjoy it. Uh, This is John Scott, and and he wrote something that that really fits with what we're talking about today. And so uh, it's kind of a lengthy little thing, so so put your your mind around it because this this is just good. And I wanted to read it word for word because I can't say it any better. And so this is what John Scott says about this holy thing. The pattern of holy living cannot be reduced to a limited number of holy actions. God's righteous deeds flow from His holy nature. Holiness pattern on His must express transformed hearts. On the one hand, this seems to be an impossible standard. How can we be like a holy God? On the other hand, there is a marvelous simplicity in a holy holiness patterned on God Himself. It does not require encyclopedic grasp of endless directives and prohibitions. It flows from the heart. Its key is love. To be holy is to love our Lord, our God, with heart, soul, strength, and mind, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. We imitate the love of grace that saved us, the love when God's compassion poured out on our hearts by the Holy Spirit, holiness I have news for you it's something you cannot achieve God sets us apart if it's about our actions there's no one here holy are any of you What makes us holy? 
so when you find yourself conforming to these evil desires, and I say, so when we find ourselves conforming to the evil desires in us, don't beat yourself up. Those don't define you. Move past them. Christ has already taken care of those actions. You are his child. You're set apart. Keep your eyes on Christ, not on yourself. Let's look at these verses again. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. Underline you had. What tense is that? Past tense. If this radiates in your heart, it's going to change so much. There's so many people I know that walk around defeated. They feel like scumbags. They feel like people are pointing fingers at them and condemning them. And they feel like none of their actions will ever amount up to the holiness of God. And they feel worthless. This here says, as obedient children, your father loves you, children. Do you know that? As obedient children, don't conform to the evil desires you had. You had when you lived in ignorance. Your old self had these desires. Your old self had these desires. We know better now. We can choose to pick up our old, old evil desires if we want to. But it comes down to this, Luke 10, 27. We kind of alluded to it a little bit, but what is Luke 10, 27? It says this, Love your Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Is it really that simple, people? Is it truly that simple? Is it so that we can't achieve holiness ourselves? Absolutely. And what does it come down to? It comes down to the holy God saying, I've chosen you and your old self has these evil desires. You had them and you lived in ignorance But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. I want to focus on the last two words that really jumped off at me. Be holy. In verse 14, if you look at the entire verse 14, this is like the non-holy example. If you look at it, it says this, As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. That's what it looks like to not be holy. But then comes this verse 15. And Danny, here's another one of these buts that we come to in Scripture so many times. But this but should put a smile on your face because this is the beautiful part of it. And this but says this. Be, uh, it says smile. Be holy is in you. Being holy is in you. Because just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. So how can we be holy? Why? Jesus says, I'll tell you how and I'll tell you why to be holy. It's this. You can be holy because I'm holy. And I'm in you. Not because of your actions. 
but simply because you're loving me with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And if you think about it in this way, here's a shortened version of those three verses. You could take the first part in verse 14, as obedient children, and then jump to the very last part. Be holy, because I am holy. As obedient children, be holy, because I am holy. And if our old evil desires are a part of our past, then Jesus is smiling. And he's like, this is the rally call. And he's saying, be holy. No, I mean, like, really, I've given you that. You can be holy because I'm holy. And all you need to do is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. As I think about these, it takes the pressure off. Because when I immediately read these verses, I've, I've read these a lot, but as a prideful, arrogant man, I read these verses and I thought, what's this checklist? How can I be holy? What can I stop doing to be holy? Or what can I do more of? Read my Bible, pray, fast. What, what can I do, of to, do, do more of to be holy? Oh, well, I did this or had this thought this week. That makes me not holy, right? Jesus says, Be holy. Because I am holy. And I am in you. You're my child. I've chosen you. I love you. And smile. And so when we've made mistakes, or when we will make mistakes, or in the future, when we'll make mistakes then, guess what? It's not even about that. It's about keeping our eyes on Jesus Christ and knowing how much He loves us. As obedient children, be holy because I am holy. How does this sit with you guys? What thoughts do you have on this? Is there, is there anything you're thinking right now? Or, or uh, is God telling you something or showing you something in this? Go ahead. Peace of mind? How is it a peace of mind? Knowing that no matter what we do, as long as we love the Lord our God, with our heart, soul, mind, we are holy in His eyes. Absolutely. I think um, we talk a lot about grace, and we think about it for salvation, but... Um, I think, what a great God that not only did He purchase our salvation, but that He loves us enough to give us His holiness. Absolutely. You know, it was a freeing moment for me this week, is realizing that if if God is in me, I'm holy. That means for me to conform would to be doing bad things. It's not the reverse. So so when we when we do holy things we're we're becoming what we already are. Yeah. When Jesus is in us, that's our nature. He says, be holy, 
What you got? <laughs> Any thoughts? Does this encourage you today? Does it make you excited? You should have a big smile on your face knowing that Jesus has, has, has chased you to the ends. And he says, at the end of the holiness road, there you will find me. Because I'm a child of you, I love you. That's it. Let me pray for us. <laughs> Jared's smiling big, man. I'm just smiling because I thought Darian's question was not rhetorical. And nobody said anything, but then I found out that he was Because he was looking at me, and I was just... <laughs> but with that whole thing, like, it was pretty nice. I kind of got the mask. Yeah. Yeah. Even even as we're sitting here, I'm thinking, okay, it's true, it's true. It's amazing, it's true. And then I'm thinking, man, I don't feel like it's true. But I feel so dirty. I feel so unholy. And then I'm like, it, but it's true, you know. And it, it's um, it's it's almost so good that it's hard to believe. You know, I'm thinking of an illustration that Dorothy Sayers uses, and uh, it may be the only illustration I've ever heard of the Trinity that actually works. Uh, she said if, uh, if someone writes a song, uh, is writing a song, uh, there's the song as it originally exists in the mind of its creator. But for other people to share the song, it's going to have to become incarnate in some form. It's going to have to be audible or tangible in some way. So when Jared sings the song so that we can hear it for ourselves, then we can know the song. It's still the same song. It's the original song, but it's put into a form that other people can experience. And then when I've got it in me, when I know the song, then that's really the song too. Even though nobody else is hearing it, if Jared mentions it or somebody else does, I know it because I've got it in me too. Yeah.
So the original idea and the incarnate form mm -hmm. and the spirit that we share among us is all the same song uh, when it comes to that. So when you're talking about, I don't make myself holy, God is holy in me, he's moved in, you know, he's, he's inhabited me so that I know him. And so that he's working this reality in me, even though I may be more conscious of how far short of it I fall on my own. Hmm. That's cool. I was also thinking of that because I didn't know the songs yet that <laughs> yeah. were singing tonight. So I was just sitting there, kind of go, I need these songs to be in it. <laughs> I mean, this is a question, I guess, not to really, you don't have to answer it out loud, just to clarify it, but how many of you have thought yourself of just ugly from the moment you wake up and every breath that you breathe today? Then it's almost like you're striving to earn God's love. These passages right here should give you such freedom tomorrow morning if you've ever woken up on the other side of that. Just to say, God, you love me. Thank you. Thank you. That's it. So I'm going to read these verses one more time and just let them sink in. As obedient children. <laughs> Do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, Be holy, because I am holy. God, thank you for this. Thank you for this love. Thank you for your holiness. <clears throat> Thank you for being the most majestic thing we could ever know. Thank you for being set apart, being the author of life, the creator of everything. And thank you for calling us, inviting us into your family, that we could partake of this. Thank you for the freedom in that, and thank you for the grace in that. I pray our mind doesn't play tricks on us this week. Pray that Satan doesn't try to come in and get us conforming, God. But we'll just walk in who you've created us to be. This is your name we pray. Amen.